Welcome to the Banega Swastindya podcast. Our focus is on creating a holistic and healthy India for each and every one. Our goal is Lakshya Sampurna Swastika, where citizens, individuals, society and governments work together to ensure health for all. HIV infections are declining in India. In fact, according to the latest UN report, India figures among countries which saw some of the most significant reductions in HIV infections even amidst COVID-19 and other crises. Though 40 years into the HIV and AIDS epidemic, myths and misconceptions are still so widespread. To raise awareness of AIDS and the spread of HIV, World AIDS Day is observed on 1st December every year globally since the last 33 years. The theme this year is Equalize, which emphasizes eliminating the inequalities that have slowed the fight against the disease. Joining us today on the Banega Swasth India Campaign special show, Mr. David Bridger, UN AIDS Country Director, India; Dr. JVR Prasada Rao, former Union Health Secretary, Government of India, and former UN Secretary General's Special Envoy on AIDS in Asia Pacific; Dr. Tanya Narendra, MBBS, MSc. FRSPH popularly known as Dr Cuterus Mr Ravi Bhatnagar Director External Affairs and Partnerships SOA Reket and Mola Balani living with HIV since 23 years and she's been working with the India HIV AIDS Alliance thank you so much for joining us today i would like to start with you first here david the theme this year for world aids day is equalize why do you think this theme is important and specifically for india how relevant is it Look, it's a critical theme and I think it's important because when we look at new HIV infections and AIDS related deaths, we really see that they lay on a fault line of inequality. Inequality is driving those new infections and contributing to those new HIV AIDS related deaths as well. So the theme equalize is really a call to action. It's a call to action for us to really look at ways in which we can increase access to services yes so those services from prevention testing treatment and care are more equal and accessible mm-hmm. to all it's also a call to action for us to look at laws and mm-hmm. policies that may be getting in the way of our response to hiv absolutely Dr Rao you have played an instrumental role in implementing a comprehensive and decentralized national aids uh, program you know you headed naco to secretary general What is the transition you see personally in the last 20 years? I think when I joined NACO, uh, I think the epidemic was at its peak almost. We were having a huge number of new infections and uh, there were no treatment at the time available. So people were dying in large numbers. And uh, the, the type of political support that is needed for the program was not forthcoming at the time. The country was still living in a denial phase. from there in the last 20 years i think we have brought it to a stage where i think india can be proud of um, having one of the most comprehensive and most successful aids control programs in the world because we have not only controlled the new infections the rise in the new infections but also tried to bring it down by substantial number uh, in the first decade that is from 2000 to 2010 but maybe at a slower pace in the second decade also from 2010 to 2020 So there is a complete change in the course of the epidemic. Dr. Tanya, you run a sexual and reproductive health channel on Instagram. You also create content around women's health. Do you think somewhere women are lacking in taking the decisions? Do you think women are more vulnerable? Are they in a position to actually negotiate safe sex? Can they ever say no? 
there is a lot of things that do go wrong when women make the choice unfortunately you know we're still uh, progressing forward we're still going ahead in terms of women having any autonomy at all over their bodies over their lives so realistically there are certain stratas of society where absolutely women are able to make the choice and they're pushing forward and hopefully i see it happening in other stratas of society soon too with more education and more communication about these issues Ravi I would like to ask how important is it to spread awareness to the youth This is one of the very important days uh, which reminds us of our uh, you know responsibility of leaving no one behind I really think like uh, youth are the foundation and India is one of the countries which has a, you know the highest uh, uh, young population group So until we invest in the youth uh, the results will be very inferior in the future it's important we invest now so that we have the social return on investment in terms of decline in the new infections in terms of you know decline in the sti prevalence rates mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the nudges what we will be using it's very important like you know uh, how the behavioral change programming is done which is culturally adaptive mm-hmm. because india is not just india india has a you know subset or we can say it's bharat and india both hmm. so as as much as you know those who are exposed to social media and media uh, they get the information especially youth yeah. it's very important also to cater to the media dark areas absolutely which uh, which you know bharat may have hmm. and with the whole india moving to the 5g and other things in terms yes. of technology it's important how we bind everything together hmm. successfully uh, and tv and it all we have been working with with the india's largest and the longest health campaign yes the season 9 which we concluded on 2nd of october mm. uh we raised a uh, lot of questions we mm. we did lot of jan andolans we made sure like uh, everyone is a part of that youth is a central focus point yes it's very important we drive the change with the youth for the youth into the youth and for that i urge everyone including the un agencies to come together yeah. and we reduce the inequalities and we bring equity today we have with us mona thank you so much for joining us you're an inspiration for so many in fact you've been living with hiv for 23 years um tell us mona what changed do you see in the last 23 years whether it's from you know the stigma then to treatment and access Yes, Ambika. Uh, there are a lot of changes because when uh, I diagnosed in nineties, uh, so that time uh, the HIV was not well known. The known factor was AIDS. Mm-hmm. AIDS equal to death. So that was the statement very popularized uh, in general community as well as healthcare providers. So if we say now the terminology and the friendship with the HIV become and adapted by the public uh, in general so yeah. now the people knows what is hiv how it spreads how it doesn't spreads hmm. and how we can avoid the situation of aids so there are uh, certainly a lot of change through the uh, information education communication materials and uh, through the ncp programs which initiated uh, since ncp 1 so i think there is lot of change in mm. terms of awareness in mm. terms of health services in terms of expansion of the treatment centers in terms of community friendly services but uh, still uh, there are lot of uh, gaps things which need to be gaps yeah. which needs to filled up 
by the community ownership. So a lot has happened, but still those gaps need to be filled. And I think that's a very important point. And I think we together need to do this. Uh, uh, David, norm, uh, nationally, like we've been talking about, the figure is 24 lakh people are estimated to be living with HIV. But 19 lakh people living with HIV know their status. Similarly, about 16 lakh people in our country living with HIV are on, uh, you know, the, the antiretroviral treatment. How do you think we can bridge this gap on te- about testing and treatment? Sure. Look, I think, um, as you've just outlined, there are clearly still gaps in the response, and Mona has alluded to those as well. Yeah. But let's also just pause to also acknowledge some tremendous progress here yes. in India. And just to, and it's the only time I'll talk about statistics, so I won't uh, no, of <laughs> go course, on and on and on. It's good to see what good has happened, yeah. I think, yeah, the positive. I mean, if we look back over the last 10 years, India has made some tremendous progress. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has reduced new infections by 50%, and it has reduced AIDS-related deaths by nearly 80%. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a tremendous um, shift forward. Um, our goal, however is to achieve 90% reduction in new infections and 90% reductions in AIDS-related deaths. So there are still clearly gaps in the response, gaps that we need to address and gaps that need to be fine-tuned. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Rao, if I could uh, come to you here, throughout your career, you have consistently advocated for the empowerment of the vulnerable communities, the key population groups that are particularly vulnerable to HIV, frequently lack adequate access to services. How can we break away from this and ensure that no one is left behind? We have been talking about how important it is, and also it's one of the SDG goals. See, that was the main challenge in the case of HIV, because right from the beginning, we have seen it is these populations whom we call key populations now, the vulnerable populations, they bear the brunt of the epidemic. And the latest estimates of UNAIDS last year has shown that not only in India, but in the entire Asia-Pacific region, 95% of the new infections are occurring among these key populations. That means sex workers and their clients, gay men, transgender population, injecting drug users, prisoners, you know, people who are at the bottom rung of the economic and social ladder. So unless we really target them with programs for prevention and also bring them for testing and treatment, and most importantly, look at the legal environment surrounding them so that, you know, how can we decriminalize those behaviors so that they can be like others, any other citizen, you know, uh, accessing all the benefits of, uh, that society and governments are giving. So that is the real challenge. So legal reforms, to my mind, I think it's very, very important. Um, David, we've been talking about, uh, you know, you, we, we did, you've been telling us how we could improvise. But if I ask you about the SDG goals, Ravi spoke about it. Uh, you know, we've been talking. How do you think we can achieve it? Um, and why is it so important now, specifically because COVID has even made the situation or slowed down the process? Let me put it that way. Yep, sure. So, look, just to take a step backwards and to explain what the SDGs are. I mean, back in 2015, um, member states of the UN, so countries, came together, including India, to look at a 2030 agenda for sustainable development. And in that agenda are 17 goals that will enable us to jointly, as a, as a, as a globe, as, a, as member nations of this planet, achieve a certain amount of progress and development. Hmm. Now, in those 17 um, sustainable development goals, which we call the SDGs, there's one that addresses health. And in the health goal, there is a ambition to end AIDS as a public health threat by 2030. 
And again, that is about reducing new infections and reducing AIDS-related deaths. Um, it's an ambitious goal, but it's a goal I'm confident that we can achieve. Absolutely. So on that note, we're going to be taking a really short break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're watching a special on the World AIDS Day. We have with us very eminent panelists. Uh, Ravi, I would like to ask you, Rekid, Birds and Bees program is reaching out to 4 million youth and adolescents in Northeast India. But unfortunately, the HIV prevalence rates in the Northeastern states of our country are very high. In fact, uh, Mizoram is 10 times higher than that of the national average. What are you all doing differently in the state of Mizoram? When we started the Durex Birds and the Bees Talk program in Northeast, I remember there was a huge uh, online you know, representation by various groups which started discussing about stop CSC, which is stop continuous sex education. <clears throat> we took a different route. We involved the parents, we involved the teachers. We made sure like, you know, the whole curriculum which we worked with, the Vitika from Love Matters. Yeah. So when we created the curriculum, we made sure like, you know, parents are a big part and parcel to that. Yeah. It's not just a company making a curriculum and taking it forward to the children or to the young adults. There is a very interesting way of uh, doing the ethnographic research. Mm. By the virtue of that, actually, the ethnographers stayed there in the northeastern states mm. before actually putting the content together. Yeah. Although, there were a lot of efforts by Government of India, by NACO, and by respective state aids control societies yes. to bring youth-oriented programs. Mm. We have, in India, we have two systems in the society. One is Daya Bhaga and second is Mitaksha, women-headed households. Yes. We have seen actually women coming forward and actually, you know, educating their sons too. Because that's really important. It's not yeah. just, just women teaching women or peer learning where, you know, it's, it's not just a women-centric program. Yeah, it's important this to take it forward. This is a program where everyone is a part of that. Now, the next step is going to the areas like Tawang and others where, you know, for six months, five months, they're all under ice and uh, under snow. Yeah, so how do... So how you reach out there? Yeah. We're working with the drones. Drones to carry the icy material to the last mile because your helicopters, your choppers will not fly hmm. because, because of the climatic condition. Also, there are trials which are going on even to transport the ARTs, ARVs. Hmm and the TB drugs to those places where you can't go very easily. We are not alone into this as Reket or as a Durex as a brand, but we have a lot of support which we get from the central government with the agencies. And to put on record, like uh, Winnie has been supporting uh, this whole campaign on the World AIDS Day yeah. from almost five seasons. Yeah. Dr. Tanya, there are around 24 lakh people estimated to be living with HIV in India in 2021. Around 63,000 new HIV infections continue to be estimated annually as of 2021, which means that over 6 lakh new HIV infections occurred cumulatively over the last 10 years, which could have been prevented. Most of the infections are happening due to unsafe sex practices. What do you think? Is it that the use of condoms are low? Is condom usage or talking about condoms still a taboo? Uh, absolutely. I feel like um, there is unfortunately a lot of resistance to condom use because of a couple of different reasons. And unfortunately, people don't 
are not educated in how condoms should be used correctly because if condoms are used correctly there's like a 98% chance of you know not getting pregnant and of course reducing your stis um, yeah. with using condoms um, you you reduce your dramatically you cut down your risk of having stis but unfortunately we don't really know how to use them so mm-hmm. often people won't put it on correctly so often um people put it on just before penetration when you know genital contact has already happened so the fluids have already been exchanged so to speak um which is why even when there is use it's not perfect use which you know creates a lot of problems mona how important is it to address the stigma as well as strengthen the community support system we've spoken about what all should be done um, what what are your thoughts on this see when we talk about the stigma so if a person living with hiv there is a big fear due to the self stigma yeah so the self acceptance is must so if anyone newly diagnosed with hiv how they get the self acceptance when they will feel enabling environment in family friends and surroundings so that environment building where we needs to contribute being a community and while while i am saying community it doesn't mean only plhiv community community as a whole which includes all the society support yeah uh from the uh, birthplace of the family to the institution accommodation and the occupational uh, places so i think it's a vast range to uh, have the allies at every level to address the stigma as well as to response that so that integration is making a big place in- to address that stigma. so integration is must dr roy if i can just ask you you know something we've been talking about what could be done but since you've been so long in the system do you think we have enough finances for the aids program in our country i'm not really worried about the finances part because the latest uh, national aids control program phase 5 i think it has committed 15000 crores for 5 years so funds i don't think will be a problem in india it is a question of how you use those funds in the last 10 years an entire new generation of young people you know aged between 10 and 18 are born without any knowledge of aids without any knowledge of hiv i think that is a huge risk factor in our country which we are carrying so i think so so far as i am concerned money is not a problem but things are not happening to the desired extent you mentioned about the sdg we have put very lofty targets Uh, for 2025 and also 2030 we are falling behind we are not we are not going to achieve any of them if it is business as usual in this country i just want to ask you a question uh, david on the mother child uh, transmission you know uh, and record in our campaign we really focus on nutrition as well as mother and child health the health uh, david uh, what are the interventions that can help bring us down because it still in india if we talk about uh, the pool prevalence it is as high as 8.76% which is very high yeah yeah look still it's a gap in the response yes. and and it's a gap not only in india it's a gap in a number of countries uh the critical point here is that it should no longer be a problem in any country we really should be eliminating mother to child transmission um in an exciting development in partnership with the national aids control organization last week uh, an alliance has been formed nationally uh under the lead of naco uh but with un aids with unicef with who and a number of other partners in country to see what we can actually do to accelerate action on this particular area. Yeah. I mean there's so much more that needs to be done in terms of prevention, uh preventing new infections and ensuring that we 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 take mothers, pregnant women through 
a range of services, ensuring that they are tested early. So a whole range of interventions, really looking at testing and linking people to treatment. Before we wrap up, uh, Dr. Tade, I would like to ask you, there are so many myths, misconceptions uh, you know, regarding HIV and AIDS. Can you help bust some of those for us? There are more and more cases of people being cured of AIDS now. Uh, yeah. more, and more, uh, more and more scientific revolutions are happening. So uh, it's not a death sentence anymore. That's the first thing I want to get uh, start with. Mm-hmm. There are ways to manage it. There are ways to ensure good quality of life. There are ways to, you know, stay healthy and alive for a long, long time, even if you have been diagnosed with HIV. Yeah. The second thing is HIV does not mean AIDS. Um this is a very important difference and we all kind of get confused ki, you know, usko AIDS lag gaya hai. And you actually what you catch is HIV. So um, HIV is the virus which leads to, over a long time, it can lead to the condition of AIDS. Um, we can think of it like uh, coronavirus is the virus and the disease it causes is COVID. Of course, you know, when once you catch coronavirus, you get COVID sort of immediately after. Uh, That's not the same with HIV and AIDS. It takes a very long time for it to develop. And there are multiple medications that can stop or prevent the conversion of HIV into AIDS. Thank you so much, uh, David, Ravi, Dr. Rao. Dr. Tanya and Mona for joining us on this very, very critical issue, HIV, which was once an unimaginable chronic health condition, but now with advances in prevention, diagnosis, management and care, people with HIV can live long and healthy lives. The COVID-19 pandemic has certainly pushed back some of the efforts and progress that has been made towards eradicating HIV. There is an even more urgent need now to double those efforts. A core principle of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals and of the AIDS response is that no one should be left behind. This AIDS Day, let's pledge to equalize, address gender and human rights barriers and end all inequalities, ensuring a healthy India and our mission of Lakshya Sampurna Swastika. That's it on the Banega Swasindya podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, do write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swasindya. You can also connect with us on Banega Swasindya handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue the conversation through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe.